0: Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete. I'm Carrie Rouse, and I travel to racetracks around the U.S., where I interview members of the racing community and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. I'm here with Stuart Black, and we are at Road America for the SCCA June Sprints, like the 68th year in a row or something like That's that. A, it's a lot. It's amazing. This is a fantastic facility, and you are a fellow B-spec racer. I am. I can't remember the first track that I met you at. Um, may, did you go in, in the Florida ones? Yeah, it's
1: probably probably down the Florida swing. Yeah. So Homestead um, or Sebring. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh,
0: you know, I started a couple of years ago. That's kind of when we first met. And, um, you know, it's, I'd love to hear a little bit more about what's happening, what's, what's happened this year uh, related to racing for you? Because I know it's more than B-Spec.
1: Yeah, it is, it's, um, <clears throat> it, it, got, it got complicated early. We, um, about this time last year, let's see, we were at Watkins Glen last year and uh, we were paddock beside a, um, a GT2 Corvette. And we're a, um, I'm a Chevy dealer, so it's kind of always been in the back of my mind to go that route. And I was talking to my crew chief, Scott uh, Scott Bennett, and I said, "Wouldn't it be cool if we got one of those and you know and raced it?" And we just daydreamed for about an hour. And we got back from Watkins, and uh, I think that point in time, I think David Daughtry had talked us into coming up here, so we were kind of planning that. And I was sitting in my office one day and got an email from Scott with a picture of a Corvette GT2 car for sale. <laughs> in Florida and it got real in a hurry oh my god Uh, so I started weighing it out I thought it was a reasonable price for the car but long story short we got it didn't really do anything to it Um, we loaded it up put a new wrap on it took it down to uh, Homestead this year we're gonna race Homestead and Sebring and uh, with SCCA with SCCA yep GT2 and uh, got down there the car was okay Um, still pretty quick we, I think we qualified third for the race there and got into the race and started having engine problems. And uh, we thought it was an exhaust valve, an easy fix, so we messed with that for a minute, realized that wasn't the case. Uh, at this point in time, we got Joe Akilani involved, him and Andrew, because they had built the car. Um, realized quickly that we were in a mess, so we packed it up, sent it home, we tore the engine down and uh, realized that um, we had a more advanced problem. So we shipped it up to Phoenix Uh, with Akilani, let them work on it. It was their car originally. Uh, It was Andrew's car that he won, I think three or four national championships in. So we took it back up, let them um, start working on it. It started as an engine job, and then we found out that the car had been previously wrecked with some substantial frame damage. Um, So this will be the first and last car ever buy sight unseen. (laughs) So anyway, long story short, we we realized this car was gonna take plenty, it's gonna take a while. We started doing the math on how to qualify for the runoffs. It's there, VIR this year. I'm an hour south of VIR. It's my home track. Yeah. And it would be ridiculous for us not to do it. So we kind of last-ditch effort, uh, got the B spec dusted off and started running some races. And uh, I think I I think we're on the road to qualifying. We need a big uh, we need a big finish this weekend. Um, We're kind of on the way there. But that's uh, that's how we are. That's how we got where we are today. Okay. In my mind you know it took a little while to get over like the mental hurdle of okay we're gt2 racing this year we're gt2 t- racing this year and then jumping back to b-spec which i kind of not really sworn off last year but had kind of put behind me and uh yeah. thought that we'd do it down the road but uh you know the difference this year carries is that i've gone into this and we took it so seriously last year preparing for the runoffs we did a lot of uh I worked with a driver coach, uh, Peter Kraus. We did a bunch of work with him. Yeah,
0: I know Peter. Uh, yeah, trying
1: trying uh, to put it all together, and uh, I got to the runoffs and we just fell on our face. So, the difference is this year. I just, I, you know, honestly, I'm not saying I don't care, but I'm just not having fun. Yeah. I'm not taking it seriously, and it's it's starting to pay off. Yeah. It's really starting well, what, to pay off. Well, what what
0: have you raced so far in the B Spec this year?
1: Uh, where have we raced? Yeah. Uh, Listen, we raced CMP, uh, Carolina Motorsports Park. Mm-hmm which was a, a Majors race, then we went up to Watkins Glen. Mm-hmm. Now we're here, at Road America, and then we will be at uh, Roebling Road in Savannah, Georgia next weekend. Okay. And that should that should, move us up in the Southeast Conference uh, to put us in the runoffs. It'll check the boxes for the Majors and all that stuff. So we should be good to go.
0: Okay, good, yeah. So uh, how's it going this weekend?
1: It's So far it's great, this car is, uh, I don't know who likes this track more—the car or myself. Um, the, the car does really well here. I love this racetrack. It is—it's uh, not overly technical. It's mm-hmm. just—it's a flowy track, um, easy to get a get in a rhythm. We're having a great weekend so far. We uh, we qualified third for the race today. Woo! Um, put out this this car loves the heat for whatever reason. Yeah. So yesterday afternoon, we knew that we, I I knew I needed to make up at least four tenths of a second, if not more. Uh Um, So we got out, got out at a good time. We got in with uh, Stephanie Anderson, who's just, I mean, she is driving an incredible, incredible uh, race so far this weekend. We got in with her, and I was able to kind of gap her enough so I could get the tail end of her drive. So I was getting some big runs, and I kept... You know, Scott kept giving me lap times. My Garmin quit on me, which is probably a blessing. I find when the Garmin's not working, I'm faster. <laughs> I can't see the Delta. Yeah, so, exactly. So we started kind of chipping away, and um, the the car hooked up and was flying yesterday afternoon. So I'm hoping with the later race time today at one o'clock that uh, the, the heat, yeah, yeah the temperature's supposed to be the same. I think that I think we're going to be in good shape.
0: So you did have the fastest time yesterday, didn't you?
1: I did. We were uh, we we were P1 and uh. The second qualifying the yesterday. Second qualifying when uh, it was hotter. <laughs> when it was hotter, I think we were the only car that made up time yesterday. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I mean, this car, I don't, for whatever reason, I think it's it, between the new asphalt and just the way the Sonic runs, I mean, it it, uh, it it's it, it's done very well because at the test day Thursday, our afternoon sessions were faster. So we thought we were kind of onto something here, and uh, so we'll cross our fingers and hope we have a clean uh, a clean first lap. Yep. Turn one's going to be. Uh very interesting. Yeah. Um but I was talking to David Daughtry earlier. We're surrounded, I'm surrounded by a familiar companies. So everybody that I were, you know, the top five or so I've raced with before. So we feel I feel pretty comfortable there. But uh my my biggest weakness um throughout my racing career has been a start. Yeah. I, I just uh I'm normally too tentative going into the first corner. Yeah. Not I, I don't want to ruin in my race or anybody else's race. Yeah. But I think today we're just gonna put the blinders on and send it um, that's what we did at Watkins Glen. We got a uh, third place finish at Watkins Glen, and that was that was my mo was just to send it in turn one and yeah. hope for the best, and it worked. So, <laughs> so
0: well, we have uh, Rob, I think, in pole. Yep, Rob's on pole. Uh, uh, John Phillips, JP3,
1: second yep. and third. Cantor uh, Joe, after you. Uh, I can't remember. One of the two. Yeah, one yeah, of those two. Yeah, because I think
0: those guys made the top uh, five.
1: Yeah, David was David's behind me. Stephanie's right behind me. If I could get in, if I can get in either one of those two. Yeah. Um, my goal is to hook up on Rob's bumper and go. Yeah. Um, but we all know how that works. So <laughs> If we get lost in the shuffle, at least I've got some folks behind me that I could hook up with and run yeah. with. Um, yeah. I know, uh, in particular, Stephanie's car is a rocket in a straight line, uh, which was, which is nice to get a good toe off of. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We've, I'm kind of going into this with, I've always found to go in with lower expectations and, uh, that way if we succeed, that's right. Yeah. I I like that mentality as well. So, um, so with the new surface, what do you think? (laughs) I was skeptical. Um, when we came out here Thursday, um, my first lap out, um, I got into turn five and the car came out just completely washed out from underneath me going through five and um, I had talked to I think Rob beforehand, and he was saying it was important to try to stay on the racing line. Yeah, that's what some of saying. If you're, if you're
0: on the line, it's sticky. If you're off the line, it's, it's not. It's sketchy. St-
1: yeah. Um, so I got off the line a little bit and about looped it in five. So my it took it took another session to get that out of my head. Yeah. Um, but after that, uh, the, I, I'm loving the track surface. I mean, there's not a bump in the track. It's super smooth. Yeah. Um, I think it's super fast. Um, I was really surprised we didn't set a track record uh, yesterday morning. Um, but, you know, not to say it couldn't happen in this race, I think the heat's going to prevent that, but it's a... They did a terrific job. Yeah. I mean, this repave is, it is something
0: well, else. Well, this 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 track is kind of spectacular anyway, not just the, the surface, but everything about this facility. It's gorgeous. It's awesome. Now, you said VIR is pretty much your home track. It is. And And of all the people that I've interviewed, who were VIR as a home track? It is also their favorite track. <coughs> is that the true for you? or it, not? It's,
1: it's my top three. You know, I was thinking about this this morning. If I were to rank my three favorite tracks, it'd be tough. It'd be really tough. Um, VIR, yeah, it's, it's my home track. It's my favorite. I know it the best. But I love Watkins Glen. Okay. I, I mean, I love the track there. I love the town of Watkins Glen. There's uh, It's just a beautiful place. We always get a VRBO right there on uh, Lake Seneca uh-huh. and. Uh, I took my fiance with me this year. She was able to kind of walk around and do her thing. And yeah. uh, but this place is something I, I ran here last year for the first time, ran very well, got a finished third in the Saturday race, uh, had an incredible race with Zach, uh, when we were nose and tail and dogging it the whole time. So I don't know what it is about this track, but it just it's not overly technical. It yeah. It's my driving style. I'm yeah. more of a, a point it and shoot and go <laughs> type driver. Um But, you know, it it depends which day you ask. VIR is up there. I mean, I love it. A lot of people don't like it, but uh, I've got thousands of laps there. Um, (coughs) It's a... um yeah, I, I, I just love the track. The changes they've made there have made it a little more intimidating. Yeah. Um, the barrier, bringing the barriers in closer. Was that like the bottom of hog pen? Yeah, it's uh, that's always sketchy. But I think they were having too many cars run off into the woods down there. Right. And there's, which is worse. Well, yeah. yeah. And what a lot of people don't know is there's a creek.
0: Oh down yeah. There. The, the, well, there's a river. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. I <laughs> yeah. mean, it's.
1: We got the Hall River down on the uh, the Dan River on the other side. Oh, okay. Um, so there's a creek. But there's a creek that. right before that, which I found. Um, let's see, I think it was the april race in 19 um the super tour race there that I, I was race racing with daughtry and we came through uh came down roller coaster in the hog pen and i got a little wide it was a great track and i put like a quarter of my front tire off and she was gone and i was i just remember sitting there spinning through the grass because at that, that point in time there was a barrier to my left and i knew it was close yeah and I was kind of bracing for impact, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw it go past, and I'm like, well, I've never been down here before. And <laughs> <God. laughs> uh, yeah, there's a creek down there. I found uh, there's a, there was a little washout, so I found that creek and was able to kind of get out around it and get back on track. But uh, Oh, really? You yeah, were able to drive back I was, out I was that? Yeah, I started in second gear and just dumped it and <laughs> didn't burn the clutch out, but I was able to get out and get back on track. It, I think I was running second or third at the time and it finished finishing six. It was, oh it was disappointing, my. but it, it was a quick lesson to learn. I mean, it yeah. was just one of those, you know, trying to run with David is going to make you probably drive harder than what you should anyway. Yeah. And, uh, I, I learned quickly. That's not a place to go off. And particularly now with the, uh, they've got those barriers down there. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, that's a good corner for spectating because you, you hear a bang every once in a while. You I do. mean, it's not good that people, um, have any kind of accident or damage, but, there's just a lot of action right there because, like you said, you drop just part of a wheel. I mean, and particularly
1: in the wet, because if, you, if you're if you able to spectate there and you can get up to where the uh, the garage yep, rooms the gra- are, yeah, the garage right balcony, up there. Right there, If you get there in that corner when it's raining, there's a puddle that gathers driver's right coming out of the bottom of uh, turn 17 there yeah. that a lot of people don't. I think they know it's there but they don't pay it enough attention and it's easy to kind of crab in and get to there and if you get there with power down it's uh it's immediate dead right into the wall oh. i've seen a lot of bad stuff there I actually had a uh, a friend of mine wreck his mustang there um, during the april race this year same thing i mean it's just and, and if you're racing vir if you're there for a weekend you can rest assured it's gonna rain at least one day uh, that's yeah it's just it's just the way it works
0: yep just that the is way the way it works. works i was there last weekend and a rainstorm came out of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah, and I it was just drenched. It, it
1: follows, uh, I think those storms follow the Dan River through there. Yeah. Um, and it's, I, I, I can't remember the last time I've had a full dry three days there. Yeah. And it's always, always one day it's going to rain. I heard the runoffs were really wet this oh, last year. Oh, God, the runoffs were a nightmare. We had that, uh, uh, I guess it was a hurricane that came through <clears throat> and it was very slow moving. Um, and we, we were fortunate enough to have a dry race, but everybody else was wet. And it was it was a mess yeah it was a mess and you know i i have a soft spot in my heart for vir uh, connie and kerrigan and those guys there are close friends of mine and um I, I just i love the track i love the facility I, I love the ownership i love the direction they're taking it and to hear you know people talk negatively about vir in my mind is just like man i just don't understand why people don't love it the way i do yeah um you know it's got its faults too i mean it's in the middle of nowhere there's not a whole lot of lodging and i could see that from a traveling aspect but um it's just gotta, I, I really just, I, I love that track. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's home to me.
0: So what about any um, real memorable races for you? Whether, you know, m- maybe something great happened or maybe something bad happened. I mean, anything come to mind that you're just never gonna forget?
1: I, you know, yeah, the race I had with Zach here last year was just a ton of fun. I mean, we were duking it out for third um, and we had, I think we swapped positions at least three times um zach i think misjudged his fuel load just a little bit um and he sputtered coming through the carousel uh on a, i think it was the last lap yeah. i was able to get around him um but it you know that was a good one i've had i've had some great races this year the race at uh the last race at watkins Glen, the saturday race um had just had a ball duking it out um with a couple new guys and um we were, it was Milos and uh, Thomas, I can't remember. But anyway, we were. Trenton. Uh, Trenton. And, and we were, I mean, we duked it out for third. I mean, it was it was just one of those that it could have gone either way. That that one was fun. And, you know, the runoffs of it at VIR have been disappointing. In 19, I kind of had a uh, poor start. Um, was able to make up some ground. Last year, I was super pumped. Had done a lot of prep work um, and just fell on my face during the week um i'd worked with david daughtry we were trying to he was racing a sonic and he was actually going to race one of ours and we made some wholesale changes on the car that suited more his driving style than mine but we thought that i might be able to adapt to it and uh, i guess if i was to uh describe a lesson i've learned out of this is just race what you're comfortable with yeah i mean there's a lot of changes you can make to these cars that um or it could be beneficial, but, you know, we were changing suspensions. We were changing uh, – we, we changed a lot, and it just it, it didn't suit me. Um, so after the last qualifying session, Scott and I got together, and I said, let's put it back the way it was. Yeah. And uh, immediately I found the three seconds that I needed. Wow. <laughs> I three mean, it was seconds? Two, it was three seconds. just like that. Holy cow. And, um, it, it, you know, we, we still finished – I think we finished 11th, which was disappointing. So we put a lot of time, a lot of time into that last year, and that's the difference this year. We're just – we're going out. We're having fun. We're not taking it as seriously. Yeah. The cars. This the beautiful thing about this Sonic is that uh, we sold our we sold it sister car um, at the end of the season last year, which I wish we kept. But uh, these cars are really low maintenance, and a lot of B spec cars are. Yeah. I mean, you get done, and you know, you're basically worried about the only thing I concentrate on is uh, tire pressures, trying to you know match that up. But um, other than that, that's the great thing about this class. You you show up, it's minimal. Usually minimal work. Yep. As um, you know, if you break something, it's normally not a very costly repair. Um, you know, a race weekend is not, you know, outrageously expensive. You could take one set of tires, uh, run them for a weekend, run them for two or three. I mean, <laughs> these hand-cooked tires, um, I can't say enough about them. Yeah. They, it's they're all, cheap. They're, they're, they're cheap. They're cheap. They're reliable. Uh, they wear a little weird, but you can, you know, we figure out how to fix that. Yep. Um, but. You know, it seems to me like a track like this, um, I, I think I was finding faster lap times on older tires here. Yeah. Um, there's just, you know, there's really no friction on the track to speak of. Uh, you know, we ran a, we heat cycle to set uh, Thursday afternoon and um, came in and pulled them off. Couldn't even tell they'd been running. So, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 um, but, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, I've had a lot of heartbreaks. I mean, you know, obviously when we just uh, took the Corvette down to Homestead. And broke on Saturday, yeah. and then we had made plans to go to Sebring the next yeah. weekend. I had yeah. to pack it up and go back, and you know, stuff like that's heartbreaking. Yeah, but it's yeah, you know, it's a part of the deal. You can't get lucky all the time.
0: Yeah, no, you can't. You can definitely have some bad luck. <coughs> Absolutely. Were, were you at the runoffs at Indy? I was. So, what do you think about that?
1: Um, I wasn't a fan. Oh, really? Why? Yeah. I, I, Why the, the track didn't suit me?
0: Oh, okay, so the track itself, the track didn't it, suit? Yeah, you.
1: yeah. The, the facility. I mean, it takes your breath away. I mean, I went to a. Um, I went to the Formula One race there, uh, back, I think it was the second race they had there. Um, it wasn't the year they had the tire issue, but it, anyway, so I, I was, they changed a little bit then, so I was kind of familiar with the facility itself, but when you go out there and you actually drive it, man, I mean, you just kind of get goosebumps. Uh, just the, the history and everything else there, but to me, it was a very, to me it was a very technical track. Um, we came in there probably overly prepared, um, we cut some corners and thinking that we'd do better than what we did and we just I mean, our car gave us a fit from the time we got there till the race mm-hmm. i think three laps in the race uh we lost a clutch oh, so wow. we, were, we were dead in the water yeah. um that you know i like to say i've been there twice my first time and my last time um you know if there's a there's no if there's another runoffs there i don't know that i'll go okay um, I, I may it, it just I, I have had i checked the box yeah you know i, I went yeah. i got the experience um, got a cool picture kissing the bricks and all that you know, doing well, it was also stuff. cool to have
0: 60 of us out
1: there. Yeah, it was 62 or 63. It was a huge field. Yeah, I mean that that was really neat. I, that's what hurt me the most was that no matter where you were on the track, you were going to have a race. Oh yeah. I mean it, it was oh, yeah. just it, it was that was the neat aspect of it. But I, we were frustrated the whole time. I think we had a, a, a drive axle go out. We had brake issues. Then we had clutch issues, flywheel issues. I mean it just it was just a nightmare. Guy. And that's a long way to haul, and that's a long week to, yeah. have to chase a car the whole time. Yep. So, yep. Um, so, I mean, what's
0: the what's the farthest you've hauled before to, to race?
1: Probably here. Um, we do we do the Florida swing every year, which uh, isn't terrible. Um, you know, Homestead's a pretty good hike. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, um, I'm in a position that Scott, our crew chief, loves. He'll probably disagree with us but he, <laughs> he, I think he likes he likes the haul <laughs> yeah. uh, he likes the drive um, He could break it up in a couple of days he did the same thing here so yeah. uh, Coda is on our bucket list for next year I think okay uh, that so that would be our furthest haul. Oh yeah um, you know I grew up my dad uh, raced SCCA growing when I was growing up and uh, and then he got into IMSA Firehawk Hawk and all that stuff So we've done the haul out to Sonoma. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff. I've never raced there, but we've done that haul. But you know, me personally, this is this is the longest haul for us.
0: So tell me a little bit about you, your dad, the history of racing, uh, car dealership. I mean, what?
1: Yeah, this all just kind of ties together, and it's a good fit for us. Um, dad started out, in, uh, and it was it was sports or no back then. It was the early inception of the spec racer, uh, Ford, before Ford got into it. So I followed him around, did a little light crewing for him. I probably was in the way more than I was anything else, but I was a track brat. You know, spending weekends uh, at rode Atlanta. Um, I think we did that. Roading Road a couple times. Um, I think we did Charlotte. But it, I grew up around racetracks, so it's it was in my blood early, and it was always something I wanted to do. I just thought it was super cool. And it, one of the, the just one of the neatest times I could remember is I think we were at Rockingham. He had a race there, and. Uh, he allowed me to take his car to the grid, which I thought oh, was just yeah. the coolest. Uh, you know, I was 15 years old. <laughs> you couldn't talk to me for an hour, man. I thought I was the coolest ever to be able to take the car to the grid and park it and all that stuff. So I kind of got the bug early. <clears throat> I got, um. I, th- I was thinking about this last night. I think I got, I did a skip barber school at VIR, I think it was in 2003. Okay. Is when my journey started. I did a three-day skippy school there. Uh, got done with that. At the time, we had a Cadillac CTSV that we were running, running in. I think it was a class called Be Prepared. Then, um, so we had that, and then we had a Chevy Cobalt that we were running in Sherem Stock C. So Dad and I would alternate. You know, he would race one on Saturday, and I would race the other one. You know, so yeah. so it was like, you know, coming out of Sherman Stock C car to get in that uh, that Cadillac CTS-V was a big difference. Yeah. So it's I've kind of always kind of <laughs> gotten used to that. We've always had one high horsepower car, one slower car, and we just mm-hmm. swap off, and, you know, I learned, I've learned way more uh, in Sherwin Stock C driving, because very similar to Beast Back. it's a momentum-based deal. Yep. Um, so, I started there, I had a, um, I've, I hold the North Course record at VIR for serum Stock C, which will probably go forever, because I don't know if I'll ever host another SCCA North Course there, but yeah. uh, I kind of took to front-wheel drive car more than the rear-wheel drive, um, which led me to where I am now. Yeah. But at some point in time i looked we we built um our first b-spec car in 2013 and we raced it regionally and when we found out that the runoffs were coming to vir in 2019 you know dad and i started talking i thought it'd be just really cool to run together yeah you know so we built the car i'm driving today we built another b-spec car um and we did all the qualifying and everything for the 2019 runoffs together and you want to talk about it just an incredible father-son bonding experience I mean I, I get a little misty I talking about it but it was kind of his last hurrah anyway you know he was he was he was getting ready to uh it was going to be his last series so it was it was just cool man we did uh I think we did Road Atlanta um I can't remember where all we went I know we went to Roebling Road. Which was a complete disaster. Uh, <laughs> I swore I would never go back, and we have to go back. I love the racetrack. I hate the location, but uh. Uh, but just spending those, just spending that time with him, you know, yeah. and you know he'd been doing it so long. Uh, he he was always just so consistent. That's what I admired about his racing style. That he, he went fast, he wasn't slow, but he was consistent. So learning a lot from him, and just spending that time in the motorhome together, bullshit at night. Excuse my language, but you know, having a couple beers, eating dinner. Just the camaraderie. It was, dude, it was so, it was, it was just awesome. It was just awesome. We, um, so it all culminated at the runoffs, of BIR 2019 and he got punted at oh. the start-finish line oh on the first lap. Oh my gosh. And his race was over, just oh. like that. And it was, it, it was, it was, it was really actually heartbreaking. He wound up um, tweaking his back pretty badly in the process. I mean, he took a hard hit. Oh we, my gosh. We were looking at the data and I think he went from uh, 2.2 g's to the right, to 2.3 g's to the left yeah. in like a quarter of a second. Yeah. It was it was bad, but uh, that 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 was just that, that's how I started, and that's you know, Dad hung it up, and he he makes as many races as he can now. I, I think it might be harder for him to go spectate. Yeah, as you know, yeah, just knowing that I, I think he can still do it. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's some guys that uh, he raced with that are still doing it, but he just I think he as he said he uh he finally outgrew it yeah um, which yeah. you know good on him
0: yeah so do you um you have kids i do i've got two boys okay so what i've got what... two
1: boys i've got uh my oldest is uh 18 and he is more the gearhead mechanic type yeah so i and my youngest is uh more like me he's more into driving than he is fixing and he's we've got him in some uh just recreational karting go-kart stuff and yeah. he's, he's pretty quick um he's expressed some interest um my idea was to run the Corvette and GT2 and kind of ease him into the B spec thing if you wanted to do that yeah Um, you know he's see my oldest is uh, going off to college this year and my youngest will be see he'll be starting his junior year in high school Um, so we might just kind of ease him into it throw him uh, in a driver's school uh, just see see what he could do. Cool. I mean, he, he showed some promise though. He, That's awesome. Oh, we the cart track at VIR. We went out one day and uh, we went out one day when it was raining and that was a hoot because neither <laughs> one of us could keep the carts on the track. <laughs> but uh, we went out the next time and it was dry. And he, you know, granted he had about a sixty pound weight advantage on me, but he was he was pretty quick. Yeah. So I, I, maybe maybe we can get him into this thing.
0: Cool. That'd be great. You guys can <coughs> have some of those same uh, same kicking it at night at the tracks and the yeah, RV and yeah, things just, like
1: that yeah that, I, I tell you that time of my dad that year is just you know we've done it before he and my brother uh and I would do the cross-country trip out to Sonoma uh-huh. and we would take the motor home and put the car in the trailer behind us and tow it and uh those those are always fun cross-country trips and stopping and seeing the sights and all that that was always fun but that, that year we uh 2019 we'll always i always remember that yeah. yeah that was just that was just so cool there's just something about going out there racing with your old man and uh you know, I'd, I could bully him a little bit out there, out on the track because I had a little more speed than he did. So it was always fun to mess with him. Yeah. But we, we, we had a great time. We had a great time.
0: And then how, how long have you guys been in the dealership business?
1: Um, let's see. Our dealership was established in 1955 by my grandfather. Oh, my gosh. So we've been around a hot minute. Wow. Uh, Dad took it over sometime, I think, 83, 84. Okay. My grandfather retired. Dad took it over. And then my sister and I took it over from Dad. Uh, I guess he's, I, I call him pseudo retired. I mean, he'll still pop in and yeah. nose around a little bit. But we took it over from him, I think, about four years ago.
0: <coughs> so it was you,
1: actually right before COVID.
0: Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about, about the dealership and what, I mean, what? Yeah, what,
1: we were we were a Cadillac Olds dealer. Um, and we started in downtown Greensboro. My grandfather was worked at Classic, I think it was Classic Cadillac or Capital Cadillac in Atlanta, Georgia. Got in with some Cadillac guys, long story short. They offered him a Cadillac Oldsmobile franchise in Greensboro. So he moved to Greensboro. Dad came with him. Uh, dad kind of worked his way through, similar to what I did. And uh, uh, let's see, we moved locations in 1964 to where we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just been plugging along, man. It was We've seen some great years. We've seen some really tough years. Yeah. Um, I think one of the toughest ones we had that really put us for a tailspin, we were an Oldsmobile dealer. And I think it was... Uh, I can't remember what year that was. I think it was two. whenever they pulled the plug on Oldsmobile. Mm -hmm. um, That was tough for us uh, because that made us kind of a, we had a Volkswagen store at the time that was doing okay. We actually had a Suzuki franchise for a little bit too that was doing okay. But we needed that American branding. So in 2004 we bought a Chevy dealership and incorporated that to fill in the gap where Rosemobile was. Okay. Um, and the rest has been kind of history since then. We sold Volkswagen in 04 to help support the Chevy dealership because mm-hmm. we needed the, We needed the volume. We needed the Chevy traffic to yeah. to help sustain us. And uh, it took uh, it took us a little while to learn how to speak Chevy because it's a different animal. Yeah. Um, and then having to rebrand the store that we bought, it, it was a struggle. Then 0809 hit. Uh, yeah. And we had some you know, we had a floor plan lender yank their floor plans. So we we're scrambling for banks. So it was a really tough time. We were able to get through that. Um, my sister and I took it over right before COVID hit, which could probably was horrible timing, but great timing because we didn't clean house, but we re-implemented a lot of new, uh, you know, processes and policies and stuff. And uh, particularly the process change cause business came to almost to a stop. Yeah. So we were able to kind of ease into the new processes mm-hmm. and, and, and i think that helped a lot and since then i mean we've uh, our store was struggling until we got in there and changed some things and uh now we're well, i mean we're busting the seams We're we've had three record years in a row um so we're, we're doing very well so what's what's your biggest part of the business is it chevy yeah yeah chevy's our volume yeah. um we have a very large service department we write anywhere between 80 to 100 repair orders a day so i mean our services are bread and butter that's,
0: yeah
1: we've always kind of hung our hung our hat on our service department anyway um you know our, our sales it's just been tricky with COVID and everything else our sales volume peaks and val—just peaks and valleys and everything else but um throughout this whole thing we've been able to establish some profitability out of it and at least some consistency so to speak so yep. um and that's you know it it, it, it certainly it affords me the opportunity to come do this stuff because I've got great management in place. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that my sister and I could slip out and do what we like to do and not have to really worry about what's going on. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know it's, that's kind of the blessing of the curse. But then you always, if you take time off, you always gotta come back and deal with the oh yeah, the the, 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 the mountain of problems when you walk back in the door.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so what's your plans <coughs> for next year? Do you have you thought far enough ahead to where you're gonna say, oh same same B Spec cars,
1: and everything like that or I don't know what we're gonna do, Carrie. I I I now that I'm not taking B Spec nearly as seriously as I have, I'm mm. having a lot of fun. Yeah. I've had a lot of fun this year. Uh, the runoffs are here, Road America next year. Yeah so it's gonna be tough not to bring a B Spec car up here as well as the car is done. Yeah and as well as we've done here. Um but I I, I think we're gonna go full into GT two. Uh, at least for a year. Oh. And uh, see how that goes. We may try to qualify the Sonic as well, and run two cars up here next year. Okay. Um, uh, you know, the biggest challenge for the GT2 aspect is you don't realize how inexpensive B-spec is until you get into something like that. Which car? You, what car are you aiming for? Another Corvette? Yeah, we we've rebuilt that vet. Okay. So we, we've we've totally okay. we've totally rebuilt it. Um, uh, I, I talked to Joe Akilani last week, so we should be getting it back shortly. And it's going to be really hard not to jump in that car yeah. and go. But what I found last year is that I spent some time driving the Corvette and then getting back into the B-SPEC car. It, it just threw. It, it. I couldn't make it work. Yeah. I couldn't translate it. So yeah. that would make me think twice about running two cars next yeah. year. Um, but, you know, right now it's still kind of in the air. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun with B-SPEC this year. I mean, a lot of fun. It's just... Uh, the group, of, uh, the group of racers, I mean, we're like a family. I yeah, mean, it's, uh, it is. And it is a family because we've got, a, you know, you got family members that want to race hell about every little small thing. You got that B-Spec. Sure. Um, you know, everybody's kind of complaining about the uh, the BOP in class. Yeah. And I think the BOP, personally, um, is about as even as it's ever been. Um, one of the challenges I find with a lot of these B-Spec guys are new coming in here, that may have raced a season or two, is they always think there's somebody cheating, um, which there's not. Um, but what what I found was the more time you spend in a driver's seat, yeah, the more you're going to learn, the faster you're going to get. You can't just build a car, come out here, and expect to be, you know, in the top third. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, and um, you know, there's still we could fine tune the BOP a little bit, but uh, there's always going to be tracks where the Sonic's strong. This is a great Sonic track. Uh, VIR is a great sonic track, but yep. the minis perform just as well at those places. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, you know, if, if there's anybody watching this is looking to get in a B-Spec um, There's not I mean, there's maybe one bad car. I mean a Fiat. You're not gonna. No you're one's not, in you're it. not gonna do anything in a Fiat But yeah. I, I don't know there's really a bad car right now. The Mazda 2 seems like that's might be the up-and-coming car. Um, I, I, I Don't know. But. I
0: just talked to uh, uh, David and Chris. Yeah Yep. and you know chris is in a fiesta yep and you know they're thinking if they can work out all the gremlins that the fiesta for them is going to be pretty i think that's good. going to be
1: their car I, I, you know the honda the other he's driving a honda too is, is it um a, is it a fit yeah i think, I think, it think
0: it's a fit second generation yeah,
1: maybe yeah i think he's struggling with some top end um which you know a track like this ain't gonna work for yeah. you but uh you know a little tighter more technical track probably works just fine um, yeah I you know I, I hear the bickering and I've kind of tuned it all out because I, I just I feel like personally that it's a lot at this stage of the game it's more driver yeah. talent than it is yeah. BOP type stuff I mean Steven Trone uh, I think the world is Steve and you know everybody's talking about you know he had a cheater motor and all this crap and I'm like guys the guy's just a damn good driver y- y'all th- we we seem to forget that yeah you know, David's always has been accused of bending of the rules in the past but he's a damn good driver yeah John Phillips. Oh, yeah. Driver. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, <laughs> you, you know, there's there's a learning curve to it. And these folks that I, I, I've talked to, I got faster in B-spec by putting my butt in the seat and driving.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, that's that, that's all it was. And, and, it, and I still, every time I go out there, I learn a little something different. It's so easy to overdrive these cars. There's so little horsepower <laughs> that you just want to just bully it into a corner. Yeah. And expect it to hook up and expect it to do everything. And, you know. I found the laps and I think I'm the fastest. I'm the slowest. And the laps, I thought, well, this is going to be a throwaway lap. I'm two seconds faster. I mean, it just—it's just odd how it works. Yeah. I mean, yep. You just don't know.
0: Well, um, how, we'll wrap up with maybe your thoughts on how should people consider getting into this sport? Let's say they've—they're adult, they've never done it, um, they don't know much about it. How how could they test the waters to see if this is even for them?
1: Uh, you know. I've seen both approaches here. I think personally, you know, if you go out and you rent a car, there's, there's, you know, you got Chris Taylor and Frank Schwartz that have big rental outfits. I think that's the best way to go about it, Mm -hmm. but go in with low expectations because you're not going to go out there.
0: No.
1: More often than not. You're not going to go out there and win a race. No. They're both, both, you know, both outfits have competitive cars, but go out there and try it. I think B-Spec is perfect. It's a perfect entry level race, uh, class. Yeah. It's low on cost. Uh, you don't have to bring a real big crew with you, um, and I think that's the best way to go about it. If you're going to build a car, that's great. A lot of people like to do the hands-on and building, and a lot of people yep. like to buy one offhand. I mean, the, I mean, gosh, when I got into this thing, B-spec cars were selling for ten, eleven, twelve thousand dollars, and now they're selling upwards of twenty. Um, that's you know, you got to take the used car market into there somehow yeah. too. But yeah. Uh, it, you know, uh, I think that's the best best way to go about it. And, and here's and it, here's my take on B-Spec. B-Spec will make you a faster driver.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No matter what you're driving, if you've driven race cars before or not, B-Spec is the best learning tool because you learn how to carry momentum through corners. Yeah. And that's what racing is all about. Brake application, brake release, carry momentum. That's what I've struggled with the most is learning how to carry that momentum through a corner. Yeah. Learning how to trail brake effectively. And B-Spec teaches you all that. I will never forget driving B-Spec for a year. Um, I got back in our Cadillac CTSV and out of out of the box, I was a second and a half faster. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's just purely carry momentum, learning how to carry momentum through corners. Yeah, because, you mean,
0: in the high horsepower, you don't have to think about it that much. No. But if you did, yeah. if you did.
1: And what I found, you know, after running just a little bit of GT2, there's a lot of guys out there that can drive race cars. That yeah. Can, that can, they do it the right way, and there's a lot of... Uh, what I call point and shoot drivers—that every every corner is a ninety degree corner—it's they come us come to a stop, they turn and they take off the other <laughs> way. Um, but I, I, I'm telling you, B spec—I've told this, I've told a thousand people this—if you're going to get into racing, this is the way to go. Yeah, on. it's 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 just you learn the fundamentals faster. You pick up, you know, you pick up faster, and the camaraderie out of the group was second to none. Yeah, man, yeah,
0: just, I, I felt pretty lucky. Um, you know, I was lucky to be in Austin. Lucky that Chris was there. I'm, I'm glad that I, I think Chris was the right person for me, no matter where I was. Right. We just happened to be in the same city. Yes. And um, I, because I had several people point me in his direction. I was like, this is weird. I've got multiple people telling me about this, and I met him, and it, it's definitely been um, great for me. I think it's a great learning platform. And 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 they all told me, and like just. Don't just go out and buy a car, right? I mean, maybe a Mazda 2 isn't your car. Maybe this class isn't. But, boy, it has to be when you spend a ton of money on a car. Sure. And you're going to be stuck with it. Sure. So, I,
1: you know, I, I, I think the rental program is a good way to go because, I mean, Chris has got, he's got a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, you know, Frank and uh, Grass Paddock, they basically have minis. And there's a car that suits your driving style. Yeah. Um, you know, with a Sonic, you've kind of got to bully a Sonic around a little bit, and there's a fine line between bullying it and and um, you know under driving it. Yeah. So you got to find that fine line. Um, I, I, you know, this there's just something for everybody here, and it. I think if you just take the time to figure out what you want to do, uh, figure out what your budget is, yeah. figure out how many races you want to run. Um, I, I I remember when you got, when I first met you, you were green as you could be. Oh, yeah. And your progression was rapid. I mean, you built, every time out, you were building speed. So it's a testament of just getting your butt in the seat and going. I yeah,
0: mean, I just, I, you know, I wish, you know, seat time, I just, I need so much more of it. but We never you know, get enough. No, you, know? you never get enough. But, yeah, I was, I was happy. Every time I went to a track, again, um, you know, I dropped three to five seconds, which, you know, uh was meant i was going really slow <laughs>
1: well, but you're supposed to yeah you know? in the I mean, beginning very few people are going to get these cars and take off no and,
0: not, I mean, not have any experience or it, anything exactly, like that. exactly
1: exactly so. I, I remember watching you progress and i was like man this dude you're i mean you were getting it man it, it, i gotta get back out there <laughs> yeah
0: we want you i back gotta out. get out there yeah, it, it, it'll,
1: it'll work out man
0: man thank you so much absolutely my friend i pleasure. appreciate appreciate yeah.
1: the time and uh we're gonna go uh, get a little downtime before our race here in a little bit. Yeah, I'm excited.
0: Fun. I mean, you, you kind of added up all those factors for me. So, I, you know, I think you got a really good chance today. Hi, I'm here with Stuart Black and we're done with the first race here, Road America for B-Spec on Saturday. And you seem to pull it off. What happened, man? I have no idea.
1: <laughs> I, I just, we got beat up real bad on the first lap. Um, I got hit a couple times, I had a car come across the front of my car about spun, about wound up an inside wall. Um, I got pissed, but I just said I'm gonna keep my head down and run. What I know this car could do in the heat. Oh yeah. I knew it was fast. I knew it was gonna be fine. I just needed to keep my head down, I had time. So we just kept our head down, kept pushing, 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 and uh I think Stephanie had an issue with her car. She may, I don't know if she overheated, but she slowed and uh man I I had a mirror full the last two laps and oh, who was who was
0: on you the whole time at the end there?
1: You know, I don't know who it was, to be honest with you. Was it Joe? Because Joe got second. It was, Yeah, I guess it was Joe in second. I, I But I had mirrors full. I just decided I'm going to stop looking <laughs> and just drive my line. And if they're going to pass me, pass me. I did that for two laps, looked up, I had a gap, and uh, we drove on home.
0: Oh, that's awesome, man.
1: So I noticed that at
0: one point in time, uh, John Phillips was in the lead, and then all of a sudden he was like seven cars back. Do you know what happened?
1: He, uh, I don't know if he got hit, but he spun out of the carousel under the bridge going into the king. Okay. And he had a spin that was scary enough that he did he, he 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 handled it perfect. He stopped the car in the middle of the track. If he had rolled one way or the other he'd have gotten nailed. Yeah. I think I missed him by a couple inches. But uh there was some crazy stuff. Um, uh,
0: yeah I talked to somebody else and they weren't they weren't too excited about the driving. No,
1: there there was there was a lot of unruly driving. Um, but, you know, I, I just tried to keep my nose clean to the best I could to stay out of it. Um Try to make the car as wide as I possibly could. There was a couple corners I was slower than everybody else. But what was the farthest back you found yourself, maybe? Uh I think I was six. How far back were we? You got back to seven. Seven. Oh wow. Okay. Seventh. So I got beat. I mean I got beat to beat to hell. Coming one through three down into five. Um, it was bad. What what was going on? Just Just, just a bunch of bad driving. Okay. I just going I'm just gonna get there. Okay, all right. Um, so we just stayed clean the best we could. And, man, uh, Scott, Scott's put together a car, dude. I'm telling you, this, <laughs> thing's, just, this thing's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, but uh, I'm tired.
0: Good. Well, uh, you earned it, man. I'll see you up on the podium. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate uh-huh. it. I want to thank you for listening to Driven to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. If you like the content, please share and like. But I have one ask for everyone listening. I would appreciate more than anything to add you to my weekly newsletter. Simply visit my website, driventocompete.com, and you'll see a form to get on my newsletter where I share exclusive content and giveaway swag.